Welcome to this episode of Buddhist Wisdom Modern Life. As always, I hope that you find it helpful, and if you'd like to go deeper into the basic teachings of Buddhism, please check out my free email course on the Four Noble Truths. You can find the registration link in the show notes. If you'd like to support this podcast and get access to live Q&A calls, free resources to download, ad-free episodes, and more, please check out the show notes for a link to my Patreon page. Or you can make a one-time donation instead and buy me a virtual cup of coffee. And you can always support for free when you share this episode on social media or with a friend who would enjoy it. Thank you for listening. May you and all beings be well. As you start your meditation practice, it is really helpful to bring kindness and curiosity to yourself in that practice. So before we jump into this video, it'd be really helpful if you've already watched the permissions for practice video. So I'll just give a little pause here. So if you want to stop this video and watch that one, that'd be good. Okay, if you're still watching, then I'm going to assume that you've already seen the other video and we'll just jump into this one. One of my main teachers from Don Mountain, Harvey Aronson, really emphasizes kindness and curiosity in his teachings, and I found it super helpful to try and bring those qualities into my own practice. So that's part of the reason that I want to share this with you in this sort of introductory unit before we really jump into the main materials. Let's start with kindness. There's a lot of great research being done right now on self-compassion and on shame and healing shame. Uh, and if you want to read more in depth about those topics, there are some links in the resources lesson of this unit. But briefly about kindness, you're going to have a lot of opportunities to practice kindness toward yourself as you start your meditation practice. As you begin to meditate, you're really going to be practicing a type of skill that most of us don't have that much familiarity with. Uh, in school, we typically learn a lot of content. So we'll learn, you know, dates and names and places and math and how to solve problems and things like that. But we don't necessarily actually learn how to work with our minds. So now you're going to be learning how to work with your mind, how to cultivate new mental habits. And this is a really different type of learning from what we're used to. So it's really helpful to just start by giving yourself a lot of patience, a lot of kindness, a lot of opportunities to like fall on your face, so to speak, and get back up and learn from them. If you think about it, if you knew or had a child who was just learning to walk, like every time that kid fell down, you wouldn't shame them, right? But often we tend to shame ourselves a bit internally when we're trying to meditate and we get distracted or we just feel like we've had a bad session or whatever. So if you can give yourself the same kindness, the same patience, the same opportunities for repetition that you would give to a little child, that is going to be super helpful as you start this new practice. As we hold the intention to bring kindness to ourselves in our meditation practice, I just want to be clear that we're not just doing that because it's a good idea and it makes sense and we should be kind to ourselves, which is all true. Um, I also want to underscore that it actually helps us to learn this new habit pattern and this new behavior. We sometimes feel as though if we're like really tough on ourselves, we're going to learn better, but actually that's not the case. And I've mentioned this a bit in the video on permissions for practice. So if you can just give yourself as much permission as possible to fall down, that really helps with the kindness toward yourself. Sometimes people feel like in their meditation, what they want to do is just hold their mind on the object, not let it slip off, which is good. You're trying to cultivate the ability to hold your mind with an object. 
But sometimes what happens if you get too focused on just doing that is that the obstacles, uh, thoughts that come up, distracting sensations in the body, whatever it may be, those obstacles, we might kind of end up pushing them away or just as soon as we recognize that that's coming up, immediately trying to bring ourselves back in kind of a tense way to the meditation. But if instead we can take the obstacles that come up in our meditation as opportunities to learn uh, and opportunities to practice kindness to ourselves, then that's actually where we get our meditation superpowers from. The obstacles, so to speak, like becoming distracted, every time you overcome that state of mind or every time you learn to work more skillfully with it, you're actually benefiting yourself, not just for your meditation practice, but for daily life when you're gonna use those skills of concentration, coming back to what to whatever it is you're doing uh, and doing all of that with kindness towards yourself. That can really transform a meditation practice from 10 or 15 or 20 minutes of trying to keep your mind on an object to a different way of relating to yourself. As you start or deepen your meditation practice, the main thing I want you to take away from this section on kindness is that every experience is part of your growth. Every time you become distracted, it's an opportunity. And if you can take that attitude with you into your practice, it can really help you to get more out of every session and every time that you sit. We've talked about kindness. Now let's talk about curiosity. This is a really important quality also in keeping our practice fresh. So day after day, month after month, year after year, you might keep sitting down and doing similar types of practices. But if you have a sense of curiosity about what's gonna happen in every session, it really helps you to, to tune into what's happening in that session as opposed to having a plan, sitting down and wanting to stick to that plan. For instance, if you're sitting down to do a loving kindness meditation, your aspiration for that session might be to cultivate more loving kindness. If your plan though is, I'm gonna feel loving kindness for the next 15 minutes, you may miss the opportunities that come up in that practice to feel where your resistance, for instance, to loving kindness is. If you can approach that meditation session with a sense of curiosity, like I'm going to try and cultivate loving kindness, I wonder what's gonna happen when I do that, you're more likely to enter that session and then if something does come up, if your resistance to loving kindness comes up in that session, you'll be able to bring your focused, concentrated mind to bear on exploring what your resistance to loving kindness is. And that's so much more valuable to you as somebody who's cultivating your ability to have an open heart than just feeling the open heart. When you realize what your obstacles to, for instance, loving kindness really are, then you can bring attention, you can bring kindness and awareness to those obstacles, let them unfold, let them share maybe some of the wisdom that they have to share with you. And then you'll find it much easier to work through that obstacle afterwards. We often have obstacles to these states of mind like loving kindness or calm and settling that we're not even aware of. We may never have run into them in our ordinary lives. And that's why meditation can just be so helpful for giving us a really clear mind with which to see what's actually going on in our experience. And I do want to acknowledge that it doesn't feel as delicious to put your energy, your attention into 
those moments of resistance that come up instead of just, you know, relaxing into loving kindness or just having a calm and settled mind, but it's so much more helpful in the long run. So that's my advertisement for embracing these obstacles and really transforming them into something that can boost your practice through just your simple use of curiosity. Here's my recommendation for how to use the different meditation tracks that I've created for this course. So obviously I would like for you to use them, but if you find that you're getting into a particular meditation session and something comes up that's different from what you expected or that's different from happening from what's happening in the guided track, I hope you feel permission to just pause that track, let whatever's coming up for you really come up into your attention, bring your attention in a, in a calm, focused way to bear just on what's coming up for you, let it speak. If you want to make some notes, if you have a little journal or diary that you keep by your meditation spot, and then if it dissolves, go back to your meditation. Or if you end up spending the rest of your time with that topic, that's fine too. You can always try that meditation again the next day or later that afternoon or something like that. I hope you'll be able to connect with your own kindness and your curiosity to use these meditations in this course to really get connected with yourself and to benefit as much as possible from your meditation practice.